You are listening to episode 42 of the Calling a Man's Answers show, in which I sit down with Haley Torres. She is an oil painter out of Maryland and the host of the Closeted Artist podcast. In this podcast, she reflects on the times before she came out and how to heal through art and spirituality. She can be found on Instagram at Haley Torres, where links to her art and her podcast can be found. All right. Um, yeah, so just to start, you know, you can give us your background, introduce yourself, what you do, and everything like that. Yeah, so I'm Haley. I'm an artist based on the East Coast of Maryland, and I'm an oil painter. Uh, my paintings are narrative, usually larger scale narrative, figurative paintings that deal with women empowerment, equality, love, um, desire, duality, all those things <laughs> morphed into one. And yeah, I'm a full-time, full-time artist right now after COVID. So nice. it's been really great. Yeah. Um, so I just had another, he's called a visual artist. His name is John Gay. He's from Colorado. I had him on not, I think last week. Um, and he also like you, you were talking more of like women empowerment stuff, but he, um, does visual portrayings of like women and things like that. Um, nice. and when I asked him about like, Oh, like what does he think about that? And why does he um, do that in a certain way? He started telling me that like, he got into like some deep talks about how like everything comes from women and how he's like talking about how he loves his mom and everything like that. So I think it's cool that you dabble into um, women empowerment art. And I just had another artist on who dabbles into just like the feminization of visual arts and he's very into psychedelics and stuff like that. Um, so that's cool. I, that's, and then I talked to Austin, who's not really a painter, but he's advice for artists. So the only people I've yeah. really talked to have been like this really feminization of art, which is very cool because I know very little about, especially about painting. Paintings. And so like a question I have for you, especially is like, like what even is the difference between oil painting and like other types of painting and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, it's cool yeah. that I see like this spiritualization kind of side of, um, of paintings and art in general, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely like over a little bit over a year ago, I delved into the spiritual, like I don't do psychedelics or anything, but part of me like wants to try just to see like what I could see or visualize and then what I could create. Um, but I, the more I dove deeper into my spirituality and myself, the more I saw the feminine and just seeing energy come out into my paintings is more of something that came from like a higher source rather than my ego. Cause before, before that I was purely looking at it as like, something that came from purely my emotions or my thoughts and it's kind of switched since then. So that's interesting that you talk about like spirituality and yeah, feminine energy because that's what I try and express a lot. Yeah. That's, I think that's really cool because it's like, I like how you said it's like bigger than you now. It's like almost like the collective that you kind of try to paint. You try to paint for like things that are outside of yourself, things that are in the spiritual realm. And a cool thing I actually talked to Austin yeah. about earlier. So if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that one, go check that out. Is we talked about <laughs> how um, I think that people who create unimaginable, beautiful art, like music, paintings, things like that, they can almost see into a different kind of realm than like the average person. Um, I think I would call that something to do with their creativity or something like that. It, it's like seeing, like, it's like almost like putting on glasses if you're blind. Um, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. think, I think when you say that, when you say like you're creating something almost bigger than yourself, I totally agree because I think that that's kind of the perfection and beauty of like art in general is that it's honestly bigger than us as just human beings, individuals almost. Yeah. I heard recently that like storytelling is making the personal universal. 
And I heard it. And I'm like, that's exactly what I've been trying to do. Like, cause before it was more like zeroing in as like tunnel vision on that ego part. But now it's like, let me step back from myself and like allow myself to feel and be the vessel that is in between. Um, mm. And like, yeah, be the vessel and allow it to come through and not like suppress it so much um, nice. or try to make it something that it isn't supposed to be. So, so how long have you been painting? I've been painting since I started painting in, I think it was like fourth grade or fifth grade, but that was acrylic. So I'll give you, you said you didn't know the like types of paints. <laughs> so I started with like acrylic, which is water-based paint and then oils. I started painting in college. So that was like, uh, my sophomore year of college. Um, which if I'm doing the math right, it's like, um, how many years was that? Five years ago. And oil-based paints, I think are, they allow for a lot more like vibrancy and it's slower drying time. So acrylic is like super fast drying time. You put it on and it immediately dries, but there's just like, um, there's something about oil painting that it just slows down the process. It's more meditative. And I don't know. I just love, love using oils a lot more. Um, but yeah. And then there's watercolor paints and all that. So what is the oil? Like, what is the oil paint like made out of it? Like, how is it created? You know, it's like a pigment. So it's like a pigment, um, that's mixed with, I use, so I use Gamsol and stand oil. So you have to mix it with the medium. Um, so you get the color in the tube like this. I have them right here Mm -hmm. and then you just mix them with the oil, but it's basically just pigment. Uh, yeah. I can, that's what I think it is at least. But. No, yeah. I just, I, I've always heard acrylics and then I've always heard oil and I just really never knew that like what the difference was or so oil, yeah. oil takes longer to dry and things like that. Yeah. And there's, it's a bit more complicated, like acrylics, you just mix with water, oil paints, you have tons of different mediums. Well, there's still some with acrylic, but with oils, there's just like a broader range that you can use and textures that you can get. Mm-hmm. in my opinion. So where does like most of your inspiration come from? Like not in a sense, like while you're painting or like mm-hmm. you have like ideas and then you paint it or do you have, I like, do, uh, you're like, Oh, I want to paint today. And then you have the idea while you're painting. So it kind of a combination. Where do those, where do those like inspirations come from? So it's actually, uh, it's all different, I would say, but it can happen. A lot of it happens when I'm working out or moving my body or like not doing something that has to do with like, I would not just sitting there like trying to think it's whenever I don't think of anything that they just like pop in. And I used to work actually in a restaurant and I was sorting through silverware and I had an idea and like, it came, like, I just like had it right away. It just came in and I I, like get so excited when I get the idea right away. And then I'll either write like a note down in my notes app on my phone and just be like, okay, I got to start tomorrow. Like I got to sketch it out. Like I don't really do thumbnails. I'll do like a small thumbnail sketch, but I don't really draw that much anymore. And then I'll immediately like just throw it on there (laughs) and it'll happen. But yeah, the, the idea comes quick and like, I'll know it right away. And I'll just like, feel like that's the idea I'm going to bring to life. And Mm -hmm. there's like no doubt, but before I like, I don't know, I would try and make it happen and try and think of different concepts, but uh, the more you allow it, the easier that they'll come through, I think. Definitely. Do you ever like dream something and then wake up and think, oh, I got to paint that? No, I wish I did. I 
I don't get them from dreams. Like I'll actually get ideas too from conversations I have with people or experiences and like how somebody makes me feel or an emotion that comes up um, usually will trigger it. But no, I've heard of people creating from dreams and I wish I don't even remember my dreams very much. So Mm -hmm. I wish that that was the case for me. No. Yeah. I get that. So like you said, like when someone's talking to you an emotion you feel or something like that, would you say most of your art is like based on how you're feeling in a certain time? Like, do you think it's mostly emotional you would say? Yeah, definitely triggered by emotions or memories that like stick out in my consciousness. Also music's been like, since I started my like evermore Taylor Swift series, like music, I didn't realize how much it inspires me, but I like listen to something and it, if it, if the lyrics like hit me and they can resonate back to an, an experience I had, I can create something from it. Just getting into the zone with music. Yeah. Music's really, really powerful like that. So I, how I got into like using my voice and th- doing things like this is I, um, I started making music when I was in high school with my friend Jake. Um, and we were making just dumb hip hop music, you know, but I've always like, I've always like sang and stuff when I was like younger and stuff. Um, and that's kind of how I got my creative outlet and I still like dabble into it. And, and like, I still like create songs. I, I love writing songs. It's one of my favorite things, but there's something about like when I'm feeling, I'll give an example. Um, like a couple days ago, maybe a week ago, I was like, feeling superhuman like I was feeling super connected I don't know if you ever get like that like I was feeling like we were having Mm -hmm. these football meetings and um like people were telling their stories and people were getting really personal and like I just felt like we were all like connected you know I was like everyone's really going through it we're all kind of in this together and I was feeling like really at the center of like what being like an individual is like and it was I was like writing some of the greatest music I've ever written just because like I was feeling I was feeling really in touch with everything um yeah and and I do that once in a while, um, just write songs. Cause it's like, lets me get out my creative energy in like a healthy manner. Um, but yeah, I think it's crazy how music is really inspirational to everything. Like, and everyone who's creative, because like I said, that kid, um, John Gay was telling me, he was like, most of my, uh, he's telling me that most of his paintings are like song titles or things like that, where he gets inspiration from. So I yeah. think that kind of like are as like a, as like a source, they kind of all meld together, you know, creativity all kind of melds together. Yeah. And I heard once like the best kind of art inspires other art. And I think that's what music really does. I have a question for you though. Why don't you share, so you create music and then you just don't release it or you don't put it out? It depends. Um, I've, I've created a couple songs that are out, like either my, my friends have posted them or I have, um, I think I have one song. I'm, I'm a perfectionist. And so a lot of the mm-hmm. times I'll write like, I have a really bad problem with writing either a hook or like a hook and a verse and then never touching the song again, like never doing anything. Um, Cause I just can't figure it out. And so I have like yeah. probably 35 unfinished songs just on my drive. And then I have like countless others that are finished that I just like, don't really, they're not ready yet. You know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can relate to that. Just being like, see, maybe seeing a, a painting, you're just like, it's just not ready. There's just something missing. That's kind of yeah, how I am. This one, <laughs> like I haven't shared it yet. It's just like, it, yeah, it's like, you know, when it's ready, but it's just, yeah. it's not <laughs> at all. But yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. So there's a sort of like sacredness to sharing it and to like, I don't know, this like a solidity to actually putting it out there and mm-hmm. just leaving it there. 
it, there's a vulnerability to it, you know, mm-hmm. um, you got to like almost sacrifice yourself to not only the piece that you're working on, but also the, basically the entire world that you're going to share it with. Um, I think people who, cause not everyone's like super creative and that's fine. You know, or, or a lot of people don't want to do things that are like, um, super artistic, which is like, you know, I mean, I would say sports are artistic in a sense, but a lot of people aren't like super like that, but there's a vulnerability to, um, creating, something like music or paintings or even like, like writing books or um, anything like, like that's coming from your own psyche, you know, there's a vulnerability because you're kind of putting some of yourself always into it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like, you're, we're going back to what we humans do is just create like in any, any way that we do it. Like you said, even sports, like I used to be, I used to play basketball and that would be like a release and then art would be, so it's just like different forms of release that we happen to find ourselves in or like certain levels of skill Mm -hmm. that we enjoy. But it's, it's weird. I've always thought it was fascinating. Like thinking about like how we as humans are like, how do I put this the right way? Interested in like certain things. Like there's like, you liked basketball. Now you like oil painting. Like, why is like, mm-hmm. why are you interested in that? Like, why do I like making music, um, talking to other people, podcasting or playing football? Like, why is that like my kind of thing, you know, and my niche? I always thought it was fascinating, fascinating because like, we don't really know where you like your personal interests come from. Like you can probably trace it back to like genes and stuff, but like, even then, like, why are certain people interested in becoming medical assistants and some people interested in becoming lawyers while other people are interested in playing football and stuff, you know, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. No, me too. I, I would have never, like, I think I put, for me, it was like basketball was my whole life up until a couple years ago. And that's why I've just loved diving fully into painting. I feel like I hadn't been able to, cause you know, with sports, it takes up so much of your time. And I feel like I'm just like getting it all out. Like I'm just like diving into it. And it feels, it feels great though. It feels like I've always meant been like meaning to do this. It's just, I haven't had the chance. So yeah, it's, that's another thing that's, that's funny is like, I don't know, like you said, your whole life was basketball. And for my life, my whole life's been um, like, I'll go to school, get a good degree, do this, um, and mm-hmm. then play sports all, along the way. And then like, now it's like, I'm finding out that there's like, other things that kind of just like fall into your lap that you like like I like to do like this, um, like Mm -hmm. podcasting kind of like was not that it was like handed to me, but like, I didn't think I was going to be like doing this. Um, so it's cool to think that like, you know, I'm a big believer in that, like, not like necessarily everything happens for a reason, but definitely like things happen for a reason and, and think whatever you're destined to do, I think you're going to find it, you know? Yeah. It's like your environment mirrors, like what's happening inside of you. So it's like, Everything happens, I think, yeah, like you said, for a reason and at the right time too. Like it can't be forced or, Mm -hmm. you know, anything like that. Could you look back and think of one painting or a couple paintings where you were just like super inspired and like, it was like that moment that you can just like remember the tip of your tongue? Yeah, (laughs) a lot of them. Um, Like, I just think of it as a visual diary. Like I've always, like even during basketball and stuff, I mean, and in college I'd always created, but never since this last year, I just like created more than I ever have. But yeah, if I look at it, like some, I really, it's hard to look at because I just connect with that emotion or that feeling that I had. 
and or that place that I was at during the time, like the one on the wall next to me, it's like one that I had before I came out and it's very blue. Like I had like a blue period where I was creating from such pain uh, and just like shame, I think. And then right now I'm trying to switch it to creating out of joy and uh, I'm challenging myself. I actually just thought of this this week. I need to create a painting purely based off of joy and no no pain. Because it's like easier for me to pick the pain, especially now versus like joyful moments. Mm-hmm. I think that is, that is um, uh, what you said, picking the pain over the joy. I think that's like not, not like natural to humans, but it's kind of easier to humans. Like even in music, you hear like a lot of the really big like pop songs or even hip hop songs. They're all sad. Yeah. They have like a sad mm-hmm. undertone, sad beat, something like that. So I think it's weird. We feel very pulled in because we know that feeling so well. I think it's, really hard for a lot of people to feel joy, you know, especially like, um, like you said, shame is a lot of it. You know, it's really hard for individuals to feel like perfect joy, but everyone knows like what pain is like and how to feel that pain. So I think it is like almost, it's, it's harder, like you said, to like work on joy. It's, it's, it's yeah. really a skill you have to develop. Yeah. And usually the songs that are sad are the ones that I gravitate to towards because like when you listen to them it's a I don't know it's a way that we heal we talk about our pain to get past it or to like how to get past it but to create space and to be detached from it so you can look at it and not be totally in that feeling or that emotion so I definitely understand like why we do it and I think that like with duality like you have to have both sides of that coin you have to have the joy and you have to have the pain to understand and see both of them Definitely. So let's talk about your, your podcast for a little bit. The Closeted Artist. <laughs> yes. Super, super relaxing sounding, by the way. Thank you. I, I was listening to it and it was like, it sounded like I opened a meditation app. I was like, okay, I can dig it. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like ASMR. I need to yeah. do a more talking voice, but I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just like, I just zone out. I have my coffee and I just go like right into it. When did my you Yeti that? microphone. So I started that uh, June of this year. Um, and I wanted it to be like the three for me are like spirituality, art and sexuality, like talking about those three concepts. And I didn't have a, like, I felt like it was all separate. So I just wanted to create something that talked about that and just talked about me creating in like a closeted space and how good it feels to create out of it. And just Mm -hmm. the amount of people that you can meet whenever you're fully your like authentic self. So I don't know. I I just thought of it when I was doing this journaling prompt in one of the, my coaching programs that I was doing at the time. And we were actually journaling about painful moments and it just came in. I was like closeted artist. Like I want to have, like, that's what I want to create. And then I just, within a week I did it and uh, nice. I need to be more, more um, scheduled with it. And I do want to do interviews like, like this, but I just mm-hmm. have been holding back a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's cool too to get your own perspective on things. I don't really, I, I've heard uh, a couple of people say this when they have shows and stuff. I hate kind of calling my stuff my um this a podcast because it's really a show, not really a podcast. It's not. I don't yeah. really have a. I don't really have a set thing that I talk about every time. <laughs> so I feel bad when I'm like telling people I have a podcast because they think they're getting like a niche or something like that. But it's really more just me talking to people that I find interesting. Um, because I was really uh. I was really uh, into the Joe Rogan experience for a while, and I was like, "Oh, I love him!" Yeah, 
I love watching him. Yeah, and and he talk and he kind of talks to like all different types of people. And I was like, that'd be fun. And then like I kind of just accidentally started it, and then I started having people on, and then it just kind of kept keeps going. Um, so I was like, yeah, I can do this, but I hate calling it a podcast because it's like it's a little touchy because it's kind of <laughs> not. A, it's more. Like I don't a, think. I think it's a. I think it could be both. Like I see it as both, but yeah, I guess I see the. It's the stigma stickers. around the pod. Yeah, yeah, the podcast. It's like the term. the the entrepreneur podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. They, like people like this have a podcast. He's like, dude, that's like, that's like an interview show. Like that's, and I'm like, there's like, there's like two types of people. I feel like in this, in this little like realm, I don't know if you, if you, if you think this way too, but there's like the people who are like, they have like a show or they like usually have a niche, but maybe they'll bring on people and they'll have conversations and stuff like that. And then there's like the yeah. super, super niche people who like, they have one thing and they stick to it. Maybe they're talking about like horror movies. I had a guy on who talked about horror movies. That's why I thought about that. Or maybe they're talking <laughs> about paintings or yeah. business. There's a lot of business ones and they're like super, like we, we release every other Friday and we talk about this. Yeah. This, yeah. So it's like, and those yeah. guys are I mean, it, it, it works, but it's like, they're kind of two different genres, you know? So I, I get it when people don't want to call this a podcast, but I was just like, that's kind of what it is, you know? But it's also like, yeah, kind of a different, a different medium, but yeah, back to your podcast, back to, off that digression. Um, <laughs> no, I agree though. I like the more casual ones too. Like, yeah. I don't like the very like strict yeah. ones, but, um, yeah. so yeah, like, I'm glad you did that though, because like, I feel like definitely for like anyone creative, like podcast is a way to like, if you're not speaking, like it's a way for you to get your voice out and stuff. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. So what do you, you say you want to bring on guests and stuff. What else do you want to do with it? Like I want to interview, like the whole point for me was to talk about uh, my story and connect with um, maybe artists that were in the closet or just girls or young girls or women that, that are still in the closet and just talk about things that I wish I would have talked to my, like, it's like me talking to my younger self. That's how I feel whenever I'm speaking. Um, and kind of something that I would have wanted when I was in that position. And I would love to speak. I've talked to a couple artists that I want to interview, but I've just like <laughs> not pulled the trigger on it yet, but I would love to interview them just about, you know, things that they created while they were in the closet or how they used it to heal. Um, or just talk about ideas that, they need to bring into the light, like just the whole concept of, you know, speaking your truth or being authentic. Yeah. I think you definitely should do that because one thing I have found from doing this is that um, speaking to people, like everyone has an interesting story to tell. Um, Yeah. And conversations, like when they're not, like you said, like more casual, they become more genuine. I think, you know, like, yeah. Like when I go into one, I usually have like a set of things that I want to know, like I already want to know, but then I usually just let it, the conversation kind of grab itself, kind of develop for, on its own. Um, Cause I feel yeah. like it's more genuine and I feel like the listeners, um, they get a more like personal experience. So I think, especially with you, with that um, deep of a topic, if you bring on people and talk like genuinely, I think that would really bring a lot of people to gravitate towards that. So I think it, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, I took it as a sign too. When you reached out, I'm like, I just need to do it. Cause I haven't, I've been wanting to be featured and like, just talk more on different podcasts to get more comfortable myself. So it's a sign. The universe is sending me signs <laughs> to do it. Yes. Yes. It's cool that like, 
I, I am a big proponent. So I, I would call myself very religious. Like I wear a cross. Like I, I would call myself like a Christian. So I would, I call myself like, but I'm more of like a, I would like not fundamental religion. You know, I'm more like, I like more spiritual religion. So I believe like, yeah, versus like uh, is like God and everything like that. And so like, whenever I see signs, I always feel like that's like God talking to me. And one of my like craziest like stories that I always tell people is like, I, so I'm me and my girlfriend have been dating over a year now. Um, shout out Trinity, but, uh, we, uh, we, uh, before that, before that we, um, or I had like never had a relationship before. And I was just like, kind of lonely you know i was young i was a young kid i was when would this happen i must have been i think i was a sophomore i had just no i was a freshman in college a couple of years ago um and so when i was like kind of like in my own head a little down i would always go for drives and like pray i would call it just talk you know mm-hmm. and like you always feel like someone's listening and one of the times i was driving i was like like why 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 can't I find like my person? Like what what what's up with me? Like why am I always? Oh, like, I've been there. I've yeah. done the same thing. <laughs> and then like, oh, I think a week later, I met my girlfriend who I've been dating for Uh-oh. over a year now. So like, I was like playing tricks with me, always playing tricks with me. Yeah, um, you manifested it. Yeah, and and you know that doesn't work for everything. That's just one of the ones where I was like yeah. super like that's like it, like super pinpointed me in. And so I do that with everything. Like, I just try to like, even the good and the bad, like, Hey, like show me, you know, what, um, what's my next move, you know? So one of the things I've been struggling with right now during all this COVID stuff is like, what is my next goal in life? You know, am I supposed to dive super deep into this podcast? Am I supposed to, is law school going to be my next move? Am I supposed to like really grind football? Like what is my next move? And so that's kind of my, been my, me and the God or the universe. That's kind of been our, like, it's what I've been trying to yeah. figure out lately. I don't know if you ever like have like those kind of conversations. Oh yeah. I, um, I would always, and I still do talk to myself in the car. I will just like have conversations with myself and just like speak. Or then I also like to walk by the beach. That's like my walk by the ocean. And I'll always, if I'm like in a very down, like a very down space, I'll find these like conch shells and that'll be a sign for me. Like I found four last year. I found like a ton. I have like a whole shelf of them, but I recently found one the beginning of this month. And I was like, yes, it's a sign. Like I'm on the right. I just think it means that you're in the right place at the right time. And it's like a sign of good luck, but, and I'll see, um, I've been seeing three, one, three all week. And that's like my angel number. So I don't know. I just keep seeing it. I bought actually just bought, um, a new canvas roll for my new painting about joy. And the price was, Thirty-one thirty. So I was like, "That's weird that it was exactly that price." Yeah, but, my yeah, friend. I believe in signs. My friend Nate. He's a. He's like the in tough enough, which is like the division underneath um, UFC. So he's a mixed martial mixed martial artist, and his angel numbers. I don't want to butcher them, but they're like he's a big believer in angel numbers, and so his big thing, like what kind of blew him up and put his name on the market, is he did the first ever move called the go-go plata um 
in Tough Enough History. And right before that, he met like his hero, Nate Diaz. And like all these um, angel numbers were like coming up. Like his room was like that. And like they kept popping up and he met him. And Nate Diaz was like, yeah, you're going to do a go-go plot in your match. And then he flew to Mesquite and his like room number was like his angel numbers. And then he Whoa. did the the go-go plata and he like it like blew him up so i i i don't know what my angel numbers is real maybe maybe i haven't been looking enough but i totally believe in him when he told me that it was one of my early early podcasts when he told me that though i was like wow that's fascinating yeah no you just need to look out i think you just need to look out for it or just be open to it and then you'll notice because i didn't notice before and then it just kept kept coming up like right before I moved to this apartment, it happened and now it's starting to happen. It usually happens too. When I, I don't know if you're into meditation or anything, but whenever I'm deep into meditations or like, you know, on my spiritual routine, it'll pop up coincidentally. Well, I don't believe in coincidences, but it'll just start popping up. So meditation, I'm glad you brought that up. I love fascinated by meditation. Really hard to do it though. Um, I <laughs> I always start it. I always start it really, really, really for like a month, and then I'll never do it again for like two years. I I started oh, gosh. dabbling into meditation when I was, but again, I think a lot of the things I do when I'm just like deeply talking to myself, breathing, that's kind of a form of meditation. Yeah, no, that definitely can be. It's just not super strict. Like when I meditate, I like try to meditate, um, but. I, what I've been trying to do is five minutes in the shower, um, just letting the water hit me and just breathing, um, with my eyes. Yeah. Breath work is really good. It's, it's like, I hate whenever people think of it as like a very strict thing. Cause I did before and that like deterred me from it. Cause anything like super strict, I'm like, no, like I'm not doing it, but I, um, there's some days, obviously I really don't want to do it. It's harder. And that's when I know I need to do it. Cause when my mind's like racing, I'm like, sit, it's, it's just like, telling a dog to sit, like tell your body to sit and to just be in control of that, um, has been huge. I just do like 10 to 15 minutes, but then recently I've been doing like nighttime ones, which I think are really great. And like doing journaling too, but I just use it to become aware of my thoughts and to just see like where I am and like a litmus test for myself for the day. And I also picture, I've been visualizing like gold coming into my, uh, crown chakra so i don't know or my third eye but yeah i I think there's there's so many different ways that you can do it i also have um i just started i don't know if you've heard of to be magnetic it's like a course for it's like i'll send you it after but yeah it's um different journaling prompts and like meditations that go into different like boundaries different um topics but it makes it understandable. And I don't know, I'll send it to you. You might be interested in it. I feel like yeah, you would. Definitely. Um, the way I got into it was Headspace, the app Headspace. I don't know if you know. Me that too. Yeah. Me too. That's exactly what I, I bought it too. I bought, it's like a hundred dollars or something. And then I deleted it because I don't use it anymore. It's, it's not very good. I use um, Insight Timer and I just put the timer on and mm-hmm. I try and do silent, like just try and do like five minutes of silent, even though it's hard, but yeah, no, that's, I, I, it just kind of taught me how to do it. And then like, I try to do, when I do meditate, um, I try to do complete silence. The one thing that really like I have a really hard time with is I can sit still and I can do that for a long time if I'm doing something, but if I'm just sitting here and I'm like feeling the sitting, I, I feel like my skin is crawling <laughs> off of me and I can't stand it. I literally like, I have to be, especially if I'm laying down, like, I feel like my chest is like 
like falling on myself. I'm just like, I can't do it. It just like my body just wants to like get up and move, you know? Have you done Wim Hof breathing method? No, but I heard about it. Do it. And what I kind of got introduced to that is I used to take like at least five to 10 minutes or not five to 10 minutes, five minutes of cold shower at the end. Yes. And I just, I just did that uh, when I was a freshman. Cause I was like, Oh, it like helps with weight loss. And I was trying to be shredded, just stupid freshman stuff. And, um, and they were like, I like looked up cold showers and it was like, Oh, it's really good for you. And I found Wim Hof and it was talking about like mm-hmm. how, how really like actually beneficial it is, but I've never tried yeah. the breathing techniques. What is it? You it's should. Exactly. So it's, it takes like 10, you would like it because it takes uh, it takes me like 10 minutes to do. And that I would count as a meditation because it's like deep breathing. And it's like a set of, it's the first set. It's three sets of breathing. And then you hold, he'll like go through deep breath in, deep breath out for like 25 times. And then you hold your breath for a minute and a half and you really hold it. And that's when like you feel your body, like ting- like you'll feel your fingertips tingling, but it's good for your like blood circulation and all that. Um, and you can obviously breathe if you can't hold your breath, but you get better at it as you do it more. Cause I started to do that last year when I started taking cold showers, I heard about like the benefits of them and got into them. I'm not doing them right now, but I probably should start doing them again. But it's cold the, therapy is so good yeah. for you. Um, yeah. I always used to love ice baths when I was um, like injured and yeah. stuff. So I've, I've been struggling with injuries for football for, I don't know how long now. Um, I never really got injured when I was younger and then got to college and just kept piling on. Um, getting but, older <laughs> but the uh but the cold like uh ice baths and stuff i love them but yeah. it's so hard there's literally nothing more hard than getting up in the morning and uh like you're like trying to get yourself to get into a cold shower yeah that's the hardest part is just yeah. like jumping in the shower and being like shut up like i just need to get in the shower it'll be yeah. better then you just it's like shock just over yeah. your body the, the way i did them I- for 30 days straight last year how did, like I did that for feel? a whole month? Like the beginning, I actually had like, side, like side effects because mm-hmm. I just did five minutes right away. Like I was like, I'm doing it. And, um, like it was after the showers, like I would just get like so cold, but I wasn't like easing into it. I just, but after like a week I was fine and I kept doing it, but yeah, they always tell you to do like the James Bond shower to start where you're like, it's super yeah. hot and then you get colder as the shower goes on. But then yeah, I'm like, normal people do. Yeah. I usually just, when I was, when I was like starting it, I would just like have it hot. And then like, I just be like, all right, just do it. And I would turn it to all the way cold and I just stand there. And then I just take it for as long as I could. Uh, yeah. See, I think that's worse. Like if you feel the heat and then you turn it cold, it's way worse than just turning it freezing cold Yeah. to me. But could be each their own. Yeah. It's each their own. <laughs> so back to you in like your whole art career and everything. How, like, how did you, like, not that, how did you, like, become, like, professional in it, but, like, how how did you seek out opportunities? How did you, like, become, like, more successful with getting your painting out there and, like, marketing yourself? It's, like, I've been doing it consistently for years. Like, just on Instagram, I would just post, like, all the time. Like, if you look back at, like, I, I don't know, I post all the time. I try and stay consistent. But, um, recently TikTok was like huge for me. Like I had a video get over 150,000 views. Like it went, it like took off. And then I've been like, that's been my main source of income. Cause the algorithm's so much better for me on there than Instagram. 
And I'll just get sales. Like I started selling prints last year and that's been my main source is like prints, which I'll sell um, like smaller ones. And then it'll go up to hand embellished prints, which are like more like the original and they can be up to like, I sell up to 36 inch ones, but um, I've been doing prints, which if I post a video of the painting, like I, a big part of my process is sharing or big part of my marketing is sharing my process. Cause I think it really gives somebody access into the process, which is so sacred. And if somebody sees like a quick video, like TikTok, it's 10 seconds. It's so easy for me to edit and put all my time lapses together. So I'll just like post a video, do a pre-order and then I'll be like preparing those orders and getting them out. And then if I sell the original, it's great, but it was just like figuring out how to make, how to passively make money and to have orders coming through. But that comes with like a ton of consistency on platforms. Yeah. Um, social media is, is grand in yeah people's work out there. I, I always see like people um, like maybe like a, mural or something will like blow up and then someone will quote and be like on Twitter and be like, that's me. And then they'll get like a lot of um, followers and stuff from it. So there's a good and a bad side to it, but I think if you're using it correctly and if you're like creating something and marketing yourself, it's, it's one of the best, it's probably the best tool humans have ever had for marketing yourself. No, I agree. And like what you said about how to get opportunities, I um, joined a community actually at the beginning of quarantine it's called the art Queens. It's like all these female artists, um, that I've gotten the chance to meet. And one of my mentors runs it, Kat Popova, who's the owner of create magazine. And I just, I met so many artists throughout her program. And then it just like led to other opportunities and other coaching opportunities too. So community's huge just for getting out there and finding what's out there too and yeah. meeting other people. Do you have any an artist can be a little isolating at times. I was going to ask you that. Is it lonely <laughs> when you're working on paintings all day? Yes, but recently it hasn't been because I am a part of like a coaching group and I meet weekly, like twice a week. So it's good to break it up. But yeah, before quarantine, it was more isolating for me to be an artist because wow. I didn't know. Yeah. Cause I didn't know as many people and I didn't, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because it's very isolating, but it also has brought me to seeing other artists and it's been, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't have known what zoom was if I didn't, if quarantine yeah. happened. So, I mean, I, I give credit where credit's due. You got to give the devil his due. You got to give COVID yeah. some of the credit <laughs> and, and all this nonsense. But I, I think that it did help me in starting this and it helps me and helped me like meet a lot of other people and connect with other people and honestly like develop social media into something that's not just um, faking life. Like not that I was like faking my yeah. life on Instagram and everything, but like that's kind of what like so a lot of social media of people's is. It's like them like portraying them happy, especially Instagram. Oh yeah. Um, and then Twitter's a lot of ranting, people ranting and stuff. But like yeah, now I'm not I, on Twitter as much. I'm mainly like TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. That's my two. I got into Twitter oh, when Clubhouse. I was younger. Clubhouse. Are you Clubhouse? I know, but you I need didn't... to be on that. I can send you an invite actually. Yeah. You have to be invited on, but I'll send you one. Yeah. Cause I, my, this guy I'm going to have on in a couple of weeks who has, um, his podcast is the after hours entrepreneur. Uh, he was, he always talks about it and, and stuff. And it, is it just like meeting different people and talking to different people? 
Yeah, I think it's more like you jump on to a room. It's like rooms, and then you join a room, and you can listen to people talking. So it's more like about the networking. Oh, um, wow, yeah. But I haven't joined any rooms yet. I just recently joined this week, so I need to look yeah. more into it. But My my cool. friend, Cadence, who is a – he's a Twitch streamer. He creates music. Uh, I met him through – well, he, I met him through my friend, but also through my podcast. He, he wanted to do something where, like, he was streaming, and he would bring on, like, six content creators of some form and, like, link them all together. And I was like, that's a really good idea, bro. If you made that into an app – that's like golden. And, and I guess they've done it. I guess they have done it. Yeah. No, that's a billion exactly dollar ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like right now too, like this is giving like super, I'm not saying this in any disrespect way, nerdy people to create the most awesome apps. Like, yeah. Because like, if you can get like, like the Silicon Valley kids, like if you can get someone who's like super smart, like time alone coding they can code the most unimaginable social medias and stuff yeah it's actually insane like even for me just like tiktok and how that's just like implemented into my life it was like at first i was like "Ah, i'm not joining tiktok and then my cousin my younger cousin was like Haley, you got to like there's artists on there i'm like okay well i don't want to be like tiktok artists but then i got on it and it was like really i don't know just because video is my thing. So it just kind of worked out, but I just think there's so many, like you said, opportunities for new platforms, especially during this lovely time of COVID. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm interested in seeing like what the future is going to hold for like um, yeah. personal encounters, you know, like I feel like zoom and things like that are going to be utilized a lot more, um, especially for people like that can't get here, like are not in the country and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Skype was pretty big with that, but I think like Google meets and stuff now that they're out there and they're getting better and people are working on them. I feel like people are going to meet in person less and less, you know? Yeah. It gets me scared for like, I just immediately, my mind goes to galleries. Like I want my work to be seen like in person and like, uh, I want that so bad. It's like something, um, that I definitely want to happen. But yeah, like with all these, like with zoom and all these virtual platforms, it's like got to hold out hope for real human like actual human interaction but i am grateful for these platforms so are you do you have any um what's the right way to say this do in your mind is there a greatest painter of all time um frida Kahlo. frida Frida is my yeah she's she's my favorite because she was the first artist i saw that painted from like I just connected right away because she paints from pain like me and she does like self-portraits. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her work, but if you aren't, you should look because her paintings are, they're unreal. And she's my favorite just because she paints from that place of such like vulnerability Mm -hmm. and she makes you feel it too. Like I feel it when I look at her work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when earlier you were talking about like what you, most of your art, like is supposed to represent and, um, and all that, mm-hmm. but like, what is your like work aimed to say, you know, like, what are you like aiming at when you're creating a piece or is it all different? Like when I, when I create something, I want it to, I don't want it to force an idea on anyone. I want somebody to take it in for what they are going to interpret it as um it's like i don't know i think i leave that up to whoever's viewing it like it's like kind of where you let go of control as an artist is 
putting your work out there. Like I wanted to empower women. I wanted, I wanted to, or men, but, or anyone, I just want to put, I know that I have to put it out there and then whatever else happens just kind of goes on. But I can relate to that in a way because I always think about like if I'm writing a song, I'm like, dude, if I got on genius right now, what would I say any of this means? You know, like you know how those people always read the lines. Like, oh, yeah. this, is, this is where I got this from. I was I'd like, be scared to do that. Like about a painting, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like just I've seen those like, videos. I um you know, I was trying to rhyme and I thought of sky and then blue came out of that. <laughs> like, hmm, that's that's not really that in- yeah. inventive. No, but I think a lot of the times, I don't know if this is how you feel with paintings, but a lot of the times when I'm writing a song or if I'm doing anything creative, I, it like comes out of me and then I look back on it and I think, oh, that was actually like true, you know, or like that's actually coming like from me subconsciously. And I didn't even think about it when I was doing it. I was like, oh, I'm just rhyming. But then I look back and I'm like, no, that's a little deeper than just rhyming, Colin, you know? Yeah. It's like you're experiencing that and then transferring it in whatever medium that you are. And, uh, there's like, there's a lot of courage in doing that too. And like putting it out there. Cause it is like some of my most recent works and like this one behind me, it's, it is scary to put it out for judgment, like for anyone to say anything like, um, because it's coming from such a soft space inside you. It's like, you have to be so kind of comfortable in that and allow just trust. I think it comes from trust, like trusting the idea, trusting that it's coming from that place and that it's going to be received in, um, whatever way that it will. But I've had some great responses this past year, like just with selling to different parts of the world. Like I've been selling internationally, which has been like a huge thing for me just to sell. I just sold to Australia, which I was like, Oh my God, that's insane. (laughs) But it just, it speaks back to me and says, wow, this is something that is universal. It's not just something, how can something that I've gone through affect you and kind of being able to, to connect with different women around the world about that is awesome. I think the number one most marketable tool for creating anything like artistic is, uh, the collectivization of that piece. So like almost making something universal in a sense, like, and not even in a, let me say this in a way, not even in a, um, like, Oh, I'm just going to make this. So everyone understands like some pop songs are kind of like that, where it's just like, Oh, I'm going to make something that everyone's going to like, but more like making something universal through the individual's pain. You know what I mean? Or individuals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that goes with the ego too. Like thinking like before I would think, Oh, I need to make this. It needs to be great. Like it needs to speak to so many people. And when I was focusing on that outcome, it wasn't communicating in that same way of is just like I was on a run I thought of this I know I have to make it and whatever happens I had no idea that it was like this was temptation kind of the first piece that I sold like a ton of prints of and I was like holy crap like I didn't even I didn't even expect to do this it's like those ideas that come not from that ego-driven standpoint that come from that collective consciousness that it's just like when you're serving as the vessel and not as like I'm the divine creator um, it's, I don't know. That's just how I think about it. And I don't know if you know, um, Liz Gilbert, the Mm -hmm. author of eat, pray, love, or she is also the author of big magic, which is a creative book that I read. And she talks a lot about the creative, um, genius. I have it written up in my studio. It just, it says, welcome creative genius. And it's kind of like welcoming in 
something bigger than you. Like, so, it, so you don't get intimidated when you're going to create, it's like you're welcoming in your genius, mm-hmm. something that's outside of yourself that you can communicate with and create from. Um, and I love that idea. Cause it was like, this isn't me. This is something different. Yeah. Bigger. So I like what you said about being the vessel instead of the divine, um, like creator. Yeah, I don't even know what I just said, but I was like, no, I like that sense. because, um, it makes me think about, um, this paper I wrote last year and I always talk about how about, um, and I read this too. And I'm, I'm a big philosophy guy. I, uh, I love philosophy, but I was reading basically that, I can't remember who it was. It was some ancient philosopher, but they're basically saying that the thing that lives, the thing that is infinite and eternal is um, life itself. So life itself goes on living after even you die. And anyone, like, you know, humans die, Mm -hmm. but life in the city as a collective stays like um, developing and forming. So like, uh, you know, when you pass away, the city will still work as a city. You know, the, the so- collective soul of the city is what they, is what I was talking about. And like, I th- always think like, that's kind of what we try to do the best. And I almost think that that's kind of what, um, like government is stems to do is to keep that collective of the, of the city, like alive and healthy, you know, and it can become very unhealthy, very fast. So I think like all of us humans, all we're really trying to do is to keep, keep, Cleep is to keep it's to cleep is to, to cleep is to keep this collective uh soul of like the city the the state um you know alive and healthy and 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 going on for generations you know yeah that's what art is i think yeah it's like that's what keeps it going like the love from creating art is that's what i think yeah so when you're painting like or not just when you're painting like what does painting mean to you specifically it's, it's just been the one thing that I feel the, like, I, I feel the best doing, I don't know what else it's like. I don't question it. There's nothing else that I can disconnect. Like I keep saying from the ego disconnect from myself and like become a part of an idea or something greater than myself. Um, it's just like, I've been like that since I was little. Like I've always had to be making something like there's never a t- um, a time where I'm not like drawing or doing something. It's just inherently, it's something just within that I have to do. Um, it's just, I think at, at its core, it's pulling from a place greater than me. And in mm-hmm. the act of that, doing that makes me feel joy, which is, um, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. like being totally passionate about something. Um, you know, like yeah, it's like being in flow. It's like you get in, being your flow. in flow. Yeah. That's, Exactly what it's like. Um, you know, sometimes I don't, my mom has always told me that I'm going to do something. They always thought I was going to be a lawyer and I still might be I, like, that's still one of my goals is to go to law school because I just love speaking. Um, and then I found this and it's like, you know, it's sometimes it's very stressful um, doing this because it's like, all right, you're, you're very, um, talk, like, no, I wouldn't call you very talkative, but you like flow very easily. But a lot of people don't do that. There's some people oh, who are very thanks. quiet. Um, and it's very hard to get them to speak, you know, and, and, but you want to, because you it's want a skill, it's a yeah. skill to interview. That's why it's like, I'm holding back. Cause I, it's easy for me to talk and, and mm-hmm. answer questions, but it's, it's hard to, to do what you do and to facilitate like a conversation. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it lays on your shoulders in a way. Like it's like, yeah. if somebody's not reacting the way that you expected them to, yeah. or like having an expectation and yeah. Yeah. So and I, I also want to, no, no, you're good. That's, that's, 
that's exactly what I wanted, just an interaction. Um, but like, <laughs> I try to engage, you, you want to get them engaging. Cause like, you know, like, okay, I, I guess some of the, the people who listen to me, um, come back because like I'm the host, but they also come back as they want to listen to the other person, you know? Um, and so like, I, so I, yeah, I get frustrated and everything, but like, I can, I can really feel when I'm in a flow, you know, like I said, or even when I'm creating music or doing really anything, like you really, when you're like, really passionate about doing something and like time stops altogether, but it also speeds up in a way. It's the, Mm -hmm. it's the craziest thing. It's like almost like you're, you're outside of time and space. Um, like I'll give you an example. I'm a kicker in football. So do you know what that is? I'm guessing you do. Um, um, I, yeah, I I played Madden when I was little. So, okay. (laughs) And so the other day we were doing like competition things like that. We were competing and charting and, like it was, we were both like going back and forth and it was like one of those like healthy competitions. Cause he's like one of my best friends, you know, we were like back and mm-hmm. forth, back and forth. And it was like so much fun. And like, I felt like I was just there super like into it, super zoned in, but also like outside of like reality almost, you know what I mean? So I get, yeah. I guarantee that's kind of how you feel with painting sometimes. Yeah. It's like you escape. It's, it's a way to escape. Like, I don't know. It's a way to just there's something when you're in flow, like sometimes I I can't get into it. Like today I was working. I'm like, Oh crap. I can't, it's just not happening today. It's like, but when I'm, I like get, get the, um, get the push to do it. And I put on, like, I do listen to music when I'm in flow, like I'll listen to something and it'll immediately kind of jumpstart that. But there's been times where it's like hours pass and yeah, it's like time doesn't matter. And there's been, Painting's been the only thing really for me that's been like that. Um, or if it's been like sports or something in the past, but recently that's been the only kind of mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, when you find something that you're very passionate about or that you love and you can get into that flow, like that's the essence, I think, of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's I'm getting deep yeah. now, but that's no, just, hey, this is this is the, what I like to call the <laughs> philosophical part of my show. Yeah, we always get into something that we don't both the me and the guests don't really understand, but we're talking about it because that creates yeah. more more insight and more thought. Um, I'm a big thinker. I one of the biggest things I struggle with is if I have a thought on my head, it will spin a thousand times when I'm trying to go to bed or something, and it will never shut up. And I'll like like one of the big ones I'm struggling with right now is like I DM a lot of people every day trying to have like get people on and most of them say no or they don't answer because like people are just really? like well I wouldn't say most of them um I would say I feel like a lot of people are busy because a lot of people I DM are like have jobs like I'll give you an example yeah. I, I DM'd a forensic pathologist who do you know what that is not really it's like someone who <laughs> like like examines dead people for like crimes and stuff oh, like that for like crimes cool and things though. like that's yeah. see, that's what i thought but she's like yeah i'm super busy and all that i'm like yeah yeah i was like if you're ever not there i would love to pick your brain about yeah that. um but like things like that happen but i'll like be sitting laying in bed and like i'll think of a question i have for some guests that i haven't even like contacted yet and i'll be like that's a good ass question i gotta write that down right now and like yeah and or like my more or like i'll try to answer the questions myself and i'm like just please i'm just trying to sleep right now i got like practice in the morning i got class or something but my mind just like i'm a big like curious guy so it, my mind just spins what i found lately is i don't know if you know the channel vsauce no so he basically it's like this 
this guy and he like, it's like a big channel, but they like talk about like curious questions and they like talk for a while for like 20 minutes. And I just turn that on, get engaged, fall asleep. So. Oh, I watch ASMR. Mm. I don't know if you do, but that's been like something that helps me fall asleep a lot. I, yeah. Are, do you like have those, like, are you like an easy sleeper or like, do you have constant like thoughts? Like, is it hard for you to sleep? I'm I'm easy sleeper unless I'm on TikTok or something. It's so hard to fall asleep, but I've been trying to like not go on it as much. Um, but no, it doesn't, it's not hard. It's not hard for me at all. Do you, I was meant to ask you, do you journal do in I the journal? morning or do like a brain mm-hmm. dump? Cause I feel like that would be good to do that. Probably. It, um, Julia Cameron talks about it in her book, The Artist's Way. And it's basically like right in the morning, you write down three pages mm-hmm. of just like stream of consciousness. And I think that I do it. I do like two pages in the morning. That's part of my routine. But I think that mm-hmm. especially for you, like if you have thoughts that continually come up and especially with like questions and stuff, I feel like mm-hmm. you would benefit from it a lot. I also like am a very prolific dreamer. Like I have like if I have very vivid dreams, like all the time, um, especially to, like depending on what I eat and how, like what I take before I sleep and stuff like that. Um, and so I would love to talk to somebody like who like knows dreams and stuff like that, because I wake up and I'm like, yeah. why was there a 300 foot stingray under a water slide? Like, like, you know, things like that. And so like, I would love to have, <laughs> I need to have dreams like that. Yeah. No, it's- I don't have, I don't remember my dreams. I wish, I wish I did. I, I've always been fascinated with James because like, I always had like insane dreams, like my whole life, like, and a lot of the times it's just stuff I'm doing during the day. Like I can wake up and be like, Oh, I remember maybe I watched a video and that was in it or something. Like I've had like three dreams and like, I think Joe Rogan was in one. He was like talking to me or something. And that's probably because I was watching his podcast. <laughs> I had one that Pat McAfee was in. Um, do you know who that is? No. Why He's don't a- I know? Because well he's like a he's an old uh, kicker in the NFL and he like has a really oh yeah that's sports, probably why I wouldn't know really who he big, is. <laughs> yeah he has a really big sports show so he was in like one of them uh-huh. like so things like that happen where like people who are in the show are like I like people that I've seen or something like that but I also have dreams where like I'm like what does this even mean you know you should you should read um, I have the book I just haven't read it all because it's like really in depth but um, Sigmund Freud interpretation mm. of dreams. I tried to read that because I was, I'm like, I classify my art too as like a bit of surrealism, like some of the stuff that I do. So I was really into that. I'm like, I need to have cool dreams. Like I need to read, but I think you have to have the dreams before, but some of the dreams I remember, but I would recommend that book because it talks all about the meanings of some of the Definitely. things. Um, so where do you get the names for most of your paintings? My okay, so the ones I've been recently doing with Taylor Swift, those are album or song song names. Um, and then the other ones, so I my bigger ones are based off like a series I'm calling interludes, which are like blips, um, blips in time that have been like sticking to me, either like uh memories or fantasies or something in between, anywhere in between with that. But I get them, I like to do like one line. So the one is called impasse, which means dead end. And it's actually a very happy looking painting, but, um, I get them. I don't know. I just get the idea. And I, I think of it halfway through like excess. I don't know if you know the one, uh, that I did with the fur coat woman in the fur coat in front of the ocean, Mm -hmm. but, um, that one's called excess and that's about just like too much. This one right there is, um, 
her cup runneth over. So it's based off the Bible verse, that cup runneth over. Uh, Cause these ones, they have, they have to do with like materialism and too much. I love the concept yeah. of too much. Um, and then what, so if you could name three, I think this is probably gonna be hard. Um, and if you can't, it's fine. But if you could name three of your most favorite paintings, which ones would they be? Oh, that's a good question. Like your, your personal favorite. Oh, mine. Okay. <laughs> I was like, crap, I need to think of this. Um, my favorite paintings, um, excess, the one I just said, mm-hmm. actually it's kind of easy. Excess temptation was like such a favorite. I don't know. It just, it happened in like a month, which was like the quickest I ever painted something. I was in such a flow with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, excess temptation and, um, impasse which are all from this year or sorry, last year. But yeah, those are my favorites. Well, I think that's a good way to end it on your favorite paintings. Thank you for coming on. That was uh, there is fun to interview you and talk to you. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, you should send me those, uh, that the meditation to To be magnetic. Yes. You need to do that. And And then then, clubhouse. Yeah, And then clubhouse. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, do that right after. Yeah, and then is there anything you want to say last just about you? Anything like any of your paintings coming out or anything? Just the last um, yeah, words. so I guess just like my Instagram, I have my Instagram just at my name at Haley Taurus. Um, my TikTok, I do have my podcast too, The Closeted Artist, and I do have YouTube. But yeah, I'm pretty much on everything. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you, Haley. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, thank you so much again for coming on. Uh, make sure to send me those, the clubhouse and the Tubi. You guys just listened to episode 42 of the Calling a Man's Answer Show with Haley Torres. If you guys are new to the show, go ahead and subscribe to me on your favorite streaming platform. This is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything. Um, go ahead and follow me on my social media at Calling a Man's Answers. And as always, stay demanding.